When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. It's Steve Moore here, economist, host of the More Money Show on the top radio station in terms of talk radio in the entire United States of America. That is 77 WABC Talk Radio. It is always my privilege every week for one hour to talk to you about what is happening with the craziness in Washington how this is affecting your wallet, how the politics is going to affect your finances. Uh, It's been a roller coaster week for the stock market, for sure. Uh, But the real fireworks are what's happening in Washington right now. We've got a great show today. We're going to really talk to some political and policy experts about the three-ring circus. And what else else can you describe what's happening in Washington right now? This is what happens, folks, when you have one-party control of government. It never works. It never works when one party controls everything. The Democrats now control the White House, the House, and the Senate, uh, and it is pure pandemonium. They are like kids out of a, in a candy store. I want this and that and that and just grabbing all the candy they can get their hands on. Uh, it is, uh, it is almost comical, but it's, it is also so dangerous what's happening in America. Uh, I have to tell you, I have been in the policy business since 1984. That's, 35 years I've been doing this. The, what is going on in Washington right now is so destructive to our country, our economy, our free enterprise system, our small businesses, our workers. The idea that they're going to borrow and spend this year alone $10 trillion, it is absolutely indefensible. It, it, it is it is wretched what is happening in Washington right now. It has to be stopped. And again, I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, liberal, conservative, progressive. Everybody knows that we're going to borrow and spend and tax our way to the poorhouse. I read these statements by some of these progressive wacko Democrats, and they say, don't they, don't, everybody knows we can spend whatever we want to. We're not like a household. We're not a business. We control the money so we can just spend and spend and borrow and borrow. Does anybody in the right mind believe AOC? Or does anybody in the right mind believe Bernie Sanders uh, or Nancy Pelosi when they say that? Raise your hand if you believe Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden when they said that, uh, earlier this week, ridiculously, that this is free. It's not going to cost you anything. They sound like a late night, you know, on those uh, commercials on the late night TV shows. Hey, we're going to give you this Switch Army knife. And it's only going to cost you $39.95. And wait a minute, that's not all. If you purchase it right now, we're going to give you a free screwdriver. We're going to give you free silverware. We're going to give you free pottery. All this stuff, it's all going to be free. That's Joe Biden. He's like a used car salesman. 
You don't have to worry about it. It's all on credit. You're not going to pay for it. The guy next door is, the rich guy. That rich guy, he's going to pay for it. You're not. Come on. Everybody knows that's not true. There is no such thing as a free lunch. We're being taught free lunch economics right now. We're not taught free. That's what they're trying to sell us on. But Americans are too smart. You know, we are not stupid people. They think we're stupid, but we're not stupid. And by the way, if you do believe (laughs) that we can spend all this money and, and borrow all this money and raise taxes so they're higher than in China and Japan and Germany and Mexico, and somehow that's going to make America more prosperous, then, you know, I think I do have to question your IQ. And I never questions people's intelligence, but come on. You got to be a little wacky to believe that our government can continue to spend and borrow at this pace and that this isn't going to have a crash landing, that this is going to be a fairy tale that has a very bad ending. And that's what we're living in. Fairy tale uh, economics. It's like the tooth fairy, right? Oh, free money. That's what we got right now, folks. We have uh, fairy tale uh, tooth fairy economics where everything's going to be free. And I got to tell you, it is a prescription for a financial collapse and economic disaster if we allow this to happen. My mission today and the weeks to follow is to please get you all, if you if you understand what I'm saying and you agree with me, and hopefully you do because this isn't complicated stuff, tell these crazy congressmen, tell these senators, if you live in the New York area, I know we've got people from New York, we've got people in this, uh, in this listening audience in New Jersey, we've got people in Pennsylvania, we've got people uh, in as far south as Atlanta, Georgia, we've had people call in from Georgia, we go up to Maine, so call your senator, call your congressman, and say, please, do not bankrupt our country, do not destroy our free market system. We cannot continue to have government spend more and more. Look, it's very simple. If the government spends a dollar, that dollar has to come from you and me. Where else would it come from? Where else? Do we really believe we can just print money and get rich? By the way, you know, Zimbabwe has $10 trillion bills. You can get a, a bill, a, a, a paper currency bill in Zimbabwe with $10 trillion or whatever their currency is on it. Uh, and it has a picture of their president. It's green. It's a greenback, like our, our greenback dollar. It's $10 trillion. You know how much it's real worth, really worth? About 36 cents. It doesn't matter how many zeros you put on your currency, folks. All you do is cause more inflation. We got an re- inflation report this week from the Labor Department and Commerce Department, <clears throat> and they're finding that inflation right now is running somewhere around 5%. Uh, and by the way, I think that's not really counting the real inflation when you look at the housing prices and the other kinds of things. Uh, I think the inflation rate, and by the way, food and medicine and energy, those kinds of costs are going up. <laughs> Excuse me. And so we now have a situation where prices are going up by 6%, but wages and salaries and your income, if you're an average income person and your your your, uh, your income is going up at the rate that most people's are, you're, you're looking at maybe 3 to 4%, okay? So that means your, your paycheck is going up by 3 to 4% per year, but your cost of living, the cost of buying the things that you need, your food, your medicine, your energy, your transportation costs, uh, uh, entertainment, all the things that we buy, those are going up at, at uh, a 50% faster pace. That, does, that means you're not getting richer, right? You're getting poorer. That means your paycheck isn't bigger, it's shrinking. You see, and this is the danger of what these people are doing. They're putting so much money. They're taking money. They're they're essentially um, taking a big bulldozer and taking the money 
at taking the productive resources out of our private businesses, our American corporations, our American workers, and they're stashing it in Washington because these politicians truly believe they, they can spend the money better than you can. They think that they can invest the money better than you can. They think they're, that, uh, that they are wiser than we are. You know, the Nancy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hillary Clinton wasn't lying. Remember, uh, what was it, five years ago when she called people who voted for Donald Trump deplorable, deplorable. And, uh, and uh, Biden calls the Republicans Neanderthals because they don't want to go along with his agenda. Now, here's what's really interesting. The Democrats this week are showing that they're not just ideologically wrong with their left-wing vision of America, that we're going to have government run everything. You know, by the way, they're going to have free natal care, free child care, free kindergarten, uh, uh, free, uh, free community college, free college. They're going to provide you free burial services. They're going to provide you, uh, if you, you can't pay your food, we're going to have expanded food stamps. If you can't find a job after 18 months, we're going to give you the unemployment insurance. If you can't pay your rent, we're going to give you rental assistance. We're going to pay for everything for people. Here's a question, folks. Why work? Why work if the government's just going to give you everything? Uh, this is equality that is going to make everyone equal, and we're going to all be equally poor. Because that's what happens in every country, whether it's Cambodia, Zimbabwe. Look what's happening today in uh, countries like uh, uh, Venezuela or Argentina or Mexico. Why is it all these people are coming to our borders? You ever think about that, Nancy Pelosi? You ever think about that, Chuck Schumer? You know, keep saying this is a racist country and we got all these problems. We do have great problems, no question about it. But boy, these people are stampeding to our border. They know this is a place where you can get jobs and opportunity. And... uh, and so let's not ruin that. Now, this week, my hero of the week is Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, who said we are, and he's a Democrat. He's not a Republican. I'm a Republican. I work for Donald Trump. I love the guy. I work for Ronald Reagan. But I'm talking about Joe Manchin, a Democrat, who said we cannot do this. We are going to put our country in a bankruptcy. He said it's irresponsible. He said if we're going to have welfare programs, they have to have work requirements. By the way, you agree with that, right, folks? I mean, 75% of Americans agree that if we are going to have welfare programs and a safety net, which I think we should, you have to work for it. You have to do something in return. You don't just give people stuff for free. You basically make them earn it, either by getting a job training, getting an education, getting a job, doing something productive. I call the people on the couch who have been working for 18 months collecting unemployment benefits, I call them the Netflix unemployed because they're watching TV, they're on their couch. That's bad for America. And so the good news is, and I'm going to get to my guests in a minute, I'm going to just end on this point. I think this kill, this this bill is dead. I think we can kill this bill. I think we can sh- kill the sham trillion dollar infrastructure bill, their $5 trillion spending bill, by the way, it's $5 trillion, not three and a half. Don't listen to what the New York Times and Washington Post and CNN say. If you use honest bookkeeping and not, as Donald Trump would say, fake accounting, it's $5 trillion plus the trillions they've already spent. It's making me dizzy. It's, let me put it like this. They want to spend on a per family basis this year, they want to authorize $100,000 of government spending per family. That's more than the average income of the average family in America. These people are wacko. They are crazy. They're doing real damage to the American society. We got to kill this bill. We got to save our country. We got to save the free enterprise system. I'm spending every minute of every single day 
from now until Christmas, because I think this fight's going to go on for another three months, to kill this bill. I care so much about this country. I've said it many times. You cut me, folks. I bleed red, white, and blue. You may not agree with me. My wife doesn't agree with me a lot. My kids sometimes don't agree with me. But I promise you, I'm like Donald Trump. I want to put America first. I may be wrong sometimes, and many times I am wrong, but I am focused on making America, keeping America great, and making sure that all the policy decisions we make in this great country in Washington, D.C., are putting America first. We're not doing that right now. We're putting ourselves on a, a path to bankruptcy. We've got to kill this bill, stop this abomination of a bill. And in my next uh, segment, I'm bringing on some great guests who are going to explain how we're going to do that. And they're also going to explain to you folks what is so terrible in this 2,500-page bill. When's the last time you read a, bill, a, a book that was 2,500 pages? How many of you think a single member of Congress is going to read, read a 2,500-page book? I guarantee you the number I could count on one hand, and that's probably more than the people who will read this bill. Okay. Uh, you can tell I'm fired up today, folks. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, by the way. It's a great day to be alive in this incredible country of ours. I'm going to be right back. You're watching More Money. I'm Steve Moore. I'm fired up today. You can tell I'm fired up. I've got some smoke coming out of my ears because I'm worried about what the Democrats are trying to do to our country. And I don't like the Republicans very much either. But what the Democrats are doing, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, is so destructive to our great country. I'll be right back. Please keep listening to 77 WABC Radio. It's more money. I'll be right back. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is More Money on the best radio station and most influential radio station on talk radio in America, and that is WABC. Uh, and so I am uh, so proud and, and really privileged to have this show. By the way, I want to alert you guys uh, that next, starting next week, our time is moving from 2 p.m. From, from you know, normally you go from 2 to 3 p.m. We are moving to the 1 to 2 p.m. time slot. I'll be following Larry Kudlow, so you'll get, uh, we'll go keep right into the economic policy stuff that Larry covers so brilliantly in his hours on the show. Uh, I love doing, I also do John Katsimidi's show uh, at 5 o'clock on weekdays, usually one uh, night a week. And John, by the way, is a brilliant guy. He's an incredible entrepreneur. He's one of my favorite Horatio Alger stories. Started with one grocery store, and now the guy, I don't know how, how uh, well he's doing, but I know he's got, he's, he's a multi, multi-millionaire, only in America story. Love the guy. He's the most generous person I've ever met, an employer uh, for uh, thousands and thousands of people, a, a builder, a guy who literally provides food to the people in New York with his incredible enterprise. Uh, I want to mention one other quick thing before I bring on my two guests. Uh, we, uh, you need to get the Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline. This is something that uh, my two guests who are coming on help me put out every morning, five mornings a week. Uh, you All you have to do to get it, by the way, Newt Gingrich and and uh, many of the congressmen and senators, Rand Paul, tell me this is the first thing they read in the morning. They love it. Uh, I want you to have it. And by the way, I'm not selling you anything, folks, because this is absolutely free. It's free. It's no advertising. It's just information about what's going on with the economy, what's going on with politics, what's going on with COVID, the real story, because half of the stuff you read in the newspapers about COVID is wrong, right? The so-called science. So just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website. 
And it's committee unleashed prosperity. And just click on the button saying, I want to get the hotline and give us your email. And we will, we will put it right on your computer screen uh, five mornings a week. And, uh, and it, if you want to be the smartest person in the room, read that hotline. Okay. Remember, that's Committee to Unleash Prosperity. One word, and you'll get it. All right. Speaking of Committee to Unleash Prosperity, one of our uh, policy directors, who's really one of the smartest political minds in Washington and has been for, I don't know, Peter and I have probably known each other for 30 years. He's now one of our policy directors at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. He is also he is also a, a, a commentator, a columnist for Newsweek, uh, Peter Roth. So, Peter... Thank you so much for joining us. And then we also have uh, a brilliant, young, up and rising economist who also does a lot of work with us at Committee to Unleash Prosperity, but he's, all, he's, he's also um, a, a senior economist at Texas Public Policy Foundation, Erwin uh, E.J. and Tony. So both of you gentlemen, thank you so much. Okay, Peter, I don't know if you heard what I was saying earlier. I, I, I have smoke coming to my ears. I, I just cannot believe what's going on in Washington right about me? <laughs> right. So what, Peter, it, it's a three-ring circus. It's, a, it's, a, it's also a circular fighting, you know, a firing squad uh, between the Democrats right now. The left of the Democrats are fighting the far left of the Democrats. Can you give our listeners a little two or three minute summary of what happened this week and why it's important. Well, you can, I can do that or you can just listen to Tom Petty playing breakdown over and over because that's what's happened to Nancy Pelosi's leadership in the house of representatives. If folks remember Pelosi promised that she'd bring the infrastructure bill and the Bernie Biden Budget Buster Reconciliation right. Bill right. up for a vote on September 27th. Right. The the reconciliation. I mean, just just it's Washington speak, but just by, by clarity, the way, Peter, it is uh, today is October second, so uh, September 27th is passed. The Bernie Biden Budget Buster, which I'm just going to call reconciliation, is three and a half trillion in new spending, more spending, progressive spending. Green New Deal yep. paid for by what they think will be three trillion they bring in in new and higher taxes over the next ten years. Now, as EJ can tell you, and as you can tell everyone, they always underestimate the spending and right. they overestimate the taxes. But this right. is what Bernie Sanders and the Squad and the far far left of the Democratic Party want. Now, there are also Democrats who want an infrastructure bill. Right. But they want an infrastructure bill that that builds roads, bridges, fixes ports, repairs water systems. And they were able to convince about a half a dozen Republicans in the U.S. Senate to go along with this. Now, it, too, got loaded up with all kinds of progressive junk. But it's got bipartisan support, and the business community in Washington, typified by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, loves this bill. Well, there are a bunch of so-called moderate Democrats. I wrote about this in my column this week in Newsweek. They're not politically, they're not ideological moderates. They're moderate in the sense that they're moderately afraid if they vote for those both of these bills, especially reconciliation, they're going to lose. Right. So 
They want to be able to vote for infrastructure without having to vote for reconciliation. The far, far left, the squad, the progressives, the Bernie Sanders types are saying, if we don't get a vote on our reconciliation bill, on our Green New Deal, on our effort to remake American government in the European socialist big government model, we'll take down the infrastructure bill. We'll vote it down. We'll kill it. And so Pelosi had to put the vote off from the 27th. Then it was supposed to happen on Thursday. Then it was supposed to happen on Friday. (laughs) Now we don't know what's going on. And and outrage of outrage, Pelosi is actually talking about putting a clause into the infrastructure bill that says if this bill passes the House, then the reconciliation bill will be deemed to have passed the House, meaning... It's not written, but we they, had wait, a wait, 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 They can't do that, can they? I've never heard of anything like that before. They, they can. They can oh do that. They set their, and, and this is where we get into the constitutionally thorny issues. Yeah. Because the, the Congress sets its, so, own, its own rules. And you so and wait, I. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I don't want to get into constitution. I want to ask you this. So. If I understand what you're saying, and I know this story just broke, so I'm still trying to get my mind around what, what the, the, how these guys are conniving. You know, tell me if I'm wrong about this, Peter. So this idea of deeming, that means that if, if the, if the um, that in a sense, they're basically tied together, right? That the two bills essentially become one. They've always been tied together. Um, they will not say that the two bills become one, but what they will say is if infrastructure passes, then we'll consider that the reconciliation has passed. And we so it's basically, it I mean, as I understand that, that means that, you know, you, you vote for one, you're voting for the other. And, you, vote you know, for right one, now, you are, you are voting for other. Yes. Yeah. So here's the point. I'm going to kind of simplify what you're saying, problem. Peter, and this is a great analysis. Right now, they're nowhere. They don't have the votes to pass the infrastructure bill. They're not, and by the way, that's not even an infrastructure bill. It's all this Green deal, green New Deal crap at a time when the that's rest right. of the world is going all in on fossil fuels. Read the Wall Street Journal. China, Germany, Britain, France, Italy, Spain, all these countries are using more and more coal, more and more uh, oil and gas. And meanwhile, the idiots in Washington want to have us stop using it, even though we have more of it than any other country. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It is so stupid. And so they've got their green energy bill, which masquerades as a as a infrastructure bill. Then they have their five trillion dollar. I like what you call it, the Bernie Sanders uh, wish list of social programs. And then they have to pass a debt ceiling and then they have to pass a budget. And they're nowhere on any of these. I mean, I've never seen such incompetence. Actually, Steve, actually. They're actually have taken several steps back because as soon as Pelosi started talking about if you vote for infrastructure, we'll consider both of these bills to have passed. All of the Republicans in the House who like the roads right. and bridges part of the infrastructure <laughs> right. bill and yeah. who were considering voting for it because the danger was that the Republicans would pull Pelosi's chestnuts out of the fire on the infrastructure bill and provide her the majority she needed to pass it. As soon as she linked the two like that, despite all the pressure from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and other business groups, the Republicans who had said they were voting for infrastructure threw up their hands and walked away. So they're actually... We we got one more minute, uh, and I want to get uh, EJ in, but I want to summarize what you're saying. 
that we have to defeat both of these bills. They're both rotten to the core. And uh, right now, every Republican, if you believe in free enterprise, if you believe in the free market system, if you believe in limited government, then you have to vote against both of these bills. I'm sick and tired of these Republicans. Well, I'm for this bill, but not. No, all of it. It's terrible. We don't need it. The economy's fine without it. EJ, we uh, will. We I want to talk to you more after the break, but we got 45 seconds before we do. Tell me uh, what the economic impact of all of this is. Oh, in a word, Steve, it's terrible. First of all, it's great to be with you in the audience today. But yeah, it's $6.2 trillion in new spending once you get rid of, as you said, all the accounting gimmicks. And they're only as bad as the tax increases are. It's only $1.7 trillion, which means you have $4.5 trillion that isn't paid for. That's all going to be new debt. Wait, 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 wait. But but Joe Biden says it's free. Well, exactly. I mean, this is the. Biden says it's free. It's $10 trillion. (laughs) This is. This is this is the same guy, however, who who told us that he graduated with three degrees and he only graduated with one, right? So, I mean, numbers numbers aren't exactly. AJ, remind me. Uh, you you mentioned this last week, but I want to remind our audience: how many jobs does your economic model predict that we lose if we pass this bill? We're looking at five point three million jobs how over many? the next decade. Five point three million in a decade. Wow. Okay. We'll be right back, folks. You can see this is one of the worst bills in American history. We've got to kill this bill. I'm going to be back with Peter and EJ in just one minute. You're listening to More Money on WABC. It's More Money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with More Money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. It's Steve Moore here. I am with the Committee on Unleashed Prosperity and my friends at FreedomWorks. Please check out both uh, websites if you want to know what's going on in the freedom movement and the movement to stop this horrendous, horrendous bill that is moving through Washington. Although the good news right now, because the Democrats can't get their act together, that bill is stalled out. Thank God. Uh, As I said earlier, I've been in this business for 35 years. This is the most dangerous, destructive, anti-America bill I've ever seen. The economy doesn't need it. I believe it will bankrupt our country. I think it'll cause raging inflation. I think I agree with uh, our guest, DJ Antoni. I think it's going to lose jobs for America because you're taking money from the private sector, private employers, private businesses, and giving it to government. That doesn't make any sense to me. I hope it doesn't make any sense to you either. So I'm back with DJ Antoni, who is the top economist at at the great state group, Texas Public Policy Foundation. Peter Roth, one of the smartest political minds in America and a regular on this show. He is with Newsweek and is also one of our policy directors at the Committee on Unleashed Prosperity. And we are also joined by by one of my great friends and a guy I really admire, Adam Anchievsky. We really got the the A-team today. Uh, And Adam uh, runs a group called OpenTheBooks.com. It is one of the greatest sources for spotting where all the waste in our government is. He is, I call Adam, the, America's greatest bloodhound. He, if there's waste in the budget, he is going to find it, whether it's your state budget, your city budget, the federal budget. Adam, uh, thank you for joining us. Great to be on the program, Steve. So uh, I'm going to start. I know I, I do want to talk to you about your 
uh, your new analysis of the vaccine mandate. But before we get into that, I want to ask you a question about this bill. I know you haven't had time yet to go through the 2,500 pages. By the way, Adam, what do you think about uh, tree equity? Tree equity. (laughs) No idea what it is, but it doesn't (laughs) sound good. Yeah, maybe your wallet, right? Maybe I'm not making this stuff up, folks. I am not making this up. They have a provision in this bill called tree equity. Hey, Peter, do you know what that is? Um, I'm not sure, but I think, no joke, <laughs> that that for purposes of environmental concerns, trees be treated equally under the law as human beings so oh that God. some environmental group can bring a lawsuit on behalf of trees oh that are going to be cut down or adversely affected by development wow. and construction. I think as, new, as, uh, as the great Rush Limbaugh used to say, the, these people really do worship uh, the, the created, not the creator. Uh, and I, I thought what tree equity was, was like, Peter, if you have five trees in your front of your house, but I only have <laughs> two trees in front of my house, that's inequitable. And you're going to have to plant three trees in my backyard so we have tree equity. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's about giving rights to trees. Anyway, my question for you is this. The, the, uh, the Biden administration keeps talking about we have to audit, audit, audit everybody, audit businesses, audit our, uh, our uh, you know, workers, our families. We need 75,000 more IRS agents. Audit to make sure everybody's paying their fair share. Uh, I hate that idea, by the way. I think the IRS is the most onerous and invasive agency of government. Uh, and they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be auditing us and basically in our kitchens and our dining rooms and our living rooms if we allow that to happen. But here's my point. What do you think about this idea, Adam? I've been, I couldn't get to sleep last night. I was thinking about this. They keep talking about auditing us. Adam, why don't we audit them? <laughs> why don't we audit the United States government and find the trillions and trillions of dollars of waste. And instead of raising taxes on American businesses and American families, why don't we get rid of the waste in Washington? Amen. And that's the mission of OpenTheBooks.com. It's to open and audit every dime taxed and spent at every level of government across the United States. And that's federal, state, and local. So last year, Steve, you know, we filed 40,000 Freedom of Information Act requests and it was the most in American history. But it's not enough to open the books. You've got to audit them and hold them accountable. And whether it's, you know, the weaponry left behind in Afghanistan, and we broke that story on a national and international basis on the cost right. of that, or whether it's here on uh, Biden's VAX mandate, where uh, they not only did he announce the plan, but he plans to enforce it with 70000 to $700,000 fines on private employers. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Say that again. Spines of $700,000 by the OSHA? Yes. So everybody remembers when Biden called the press conference a couple of weeks ago and and announced his VAX mandate on employers employing more than 100 employees. And so he tasked OSHA with that effort. Now, over the summer, OSHA claimed jurisdiction over COVID-19 safety protocols in the healthcare industry. And so Biden's uh, mandate... uh, told OSHA to go back on an emergency basis to the Federal Register, publish a new rule, claiming jurisdiction over his vaccine mandate in the private sector on private employers with over 100 people. So there's precedent of this in healthcare, and the fines that they have to levy, OSHA was complaining that it wasn't enough money, and, and healthcare companies and big companies were just ignoring them. And right. so what we found was in the uh, reconciliation bill, 
there's a section on page 168 where they hike the fines tenfold, Steve. So it goes from a $7,000 fine to a $70,000 fine. And if you do it over wow. and over again, if it's willful, wait, 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 hold on. they can charge Is that per employee? grand. Oh, my God. That's, that's they incredible. They want to bank their playing hardball. They want to bankrupt private sector companies that don't go along with the vaccine mandate. Oh, my God. So, you know, they keep saying that it's not going to be a quick quote mandatory, but this you're not going to have businesses that are going to be able to survive. I've, I've talked to many business owners who say they they respect the decisions of their workers to decide whether they want to be vaccinated or not. And they have most of the businessmen and women I talk to say, you know, their employees want the freedom to choose whether they get vaccinated or not. And even the ones who've been vaccinated respect the you know, the rights of other people not to be vaccinated. I can't believe that. $70,000. Is that per worker? Yes. Yeah, it's per worker. Um, and, and look, if it's willful and repeated, it could be seven hundred grand per violation. So toss out what you just said. There's going to be no, uh, I respect the conscience or whether or not one of my workers works from home or whether or not one of my workers already had COVID and has natural antibodies and the shot would give them more inflammation in their body or if they have, if they have complicating circumstances health-wise and each individual person gets to make their own decision, throw it out, Steve. They're coming after the employer on fines of seventy to $700,000 apiece. Well, you know what this is? Uh, this is this is frightening, first of all. It, it is Orwellian. It's 1984, George Orwell, 1984, with the government knowing everything about you. Uh, Peter and EJ jump in here. I think there is a provision... In, in one of these two bills, either the infrastructure bill or the the uh, uh, I forget whether it's in the infrastructure bill or the uh, or the bill that, you, as you correctly call it, the uh, the uh, the Bernie Sanders bill that basically says the federal government can um, snoop into any financial transaction of at a bank of less than six hundred dollars. Uh, more than six hundred dollars, Steve. They they right now there's a there's a threshold of any transaction above ten thousand dollars has to be reported to the government. That's a vestige of the drug war. Right. Uh, the Biden team, team Biden wants to drop that number to six hundred dollars, which means that your rent payment, your mortgage payment, your health insurance check, uh, the money you have to wire your kid to bail them out when they're on spring break, your car payment. Um, all of that's going to be known to the government. It's apparently not indexed. Uh, so with inflation coming back, uh, the highest inflation in 30 years in the last month, it's yeah. not going to be that much longer before trip to the grocery for a family of four might be reportable to the IRS. And they'll want to know what food you bought. Um, yeah. It is the creeping hand to big government. But the other concern here is, you know, we're in bad economic. The, the economy right now is stable. Biden is trying to kill it. Uh, but part of what they've figured out to do is how to make COVID a money-making proposition for the U.S. government, which is scandalous, absolutely yeah. scandalous. All right, hold that thought. Uh, I want to hold these. Gentlemen, can you hold over for one more segment? I know it's a Saturday afternoon, but this is a fascinating conversation. I've got Peter Roth, who's a political expert with Newsweek. We've got E.J. Antoni, who's the economic expert at Texas Public Policy Foundation. Uh, and, and of, of course, we have Adam Angievsky, who is with Open the Books, who's one of the great sleuths about where the waste is in this budget. Uh, guys, uh, hold on, please, because 
I want to I want your assessment of what we do about this horrific bill. We're talking about what Biden and Bernie and Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer are trying to do to our country, which I think is devastating. We've got to kill this bill. We're going to talk in our final segment about what to do to kill this horrible, horrible bill that is taxes, spending, debt, more power to the government that we do not want to give these people in Washington. I'll be right back. You'll listen to more money on WABC. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is more money. Uh, this is Steve Moore with Freedom Works and the Committee on Unleashed Prosperity and also with 77 Talk Radio WABC, which I believe is the top talk radio station in the United States of America. So privileged to be able to spend this hour for you. Don't forget, next week, folks, we go, uh, our time changes from 2 p.m. to 1 p.m. So we'll be on next week uh, going forward, not at 2 p.m., 1 p.m. So if you uh, like listening to more money, then please tune in at 1 p.m. I have a great all-star panel today uh, with uh, Peter Roth, who's a political expert in Newsweek. We've got E.J. Antoni, who's one of the top economists who has been studying these awful bills in Washington with Texas Public Policy Foundation, and Adam Janjewski. Uh E.J., um, I'm reading about these Democrats who this week, uh, Janet Yellen said, we should just get rid of the debt ceiling. Just get rid of it. We don't need a debt ceiling. We can just borrow and borrow. We can have an unlimited credit card. And a lot of the Democrats believe in this idea of modern monetary theory, which just says we can borrow and borrow and borrow and spend and spend. And because we're the international global currency, we don't have to worry about our debts. Can you explain how stupid that is? Absolutely. Steve, you know what? I think it's really indicative of the fact that so many of these people who have served in government their whole lives, they've right. never had a real job where they had right. profit and loss incentives, right? So they've spent their whole working lives in government, and they don't understand how real-life finances work. And they don't understand the principle of scarcity, and they don't understand the perils of devaluing a currency, unfortunately. Right which is exactly what we've been doing. That's why we have inflation. And it's exactly what's going to continue to happen if the Federal Reserve keeps printing money and if Congress keeps spending it. So, uh, Adam, you know, you, you're, we're looking at a 2,500-page bill. And that's just the bill, the Biden bill. Uh, but they also have a, I think it's about a 1,000-page trillion-dollar infrastructure spill, which is really green energy. And you've become the world's expert. Your group opened the books in going through these bills. And I am so eager to get your analysis. You did an amazing analysis of the vaccine mandate. Uh, You know, I've looked a little bit through it. They've got all sorts of special interest provisions in there. This is, you know, Biden said, oh, this is for working class Americans, for working class. But all I see in this bill is is payback for all the Democratic special interest groups. Well, Steve, and it's, it's even a little worse than that. Of course, it always is when you get to a bipartisan piece of legislation. So let's just talk about one little example that's really draconian. So the Biden administration, they floated last spring, they floated a plan to spend $100 billion, $100 billion, a tremendous amount of money to, for government ownership of the new Internet. They wanted to spend $100 billion to create government-owned networks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, they want to take over ownership of the Internet? Yes. Yeah, so it wasn't enough for big tech to censor everybody and do their bidding. They want to own the pipe. 
and former FCC chairman Michael Powell called this oh my simply God. Soviet, because obviously it is. And who would want the government to know your entire Internet history? I don't care if you're a private citizen or all your business secrets as well. Oh, my so, God. So it was a $100 billion offer from the Biden administration. So on the bipartisan piece of legislation, these Republicans that caved and voted for it, they knocked it down to $42 billion. They're going to get $42 billion to create government-owned Internet, and that is simply oh Soviet. You know what's so infuriating about that is, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember, you know, when the Internet first came around in the, in the late, mid-late 80s and then really took off in the 90s. And we always said, remember, Peter, let's keep the Internet government-free, tax-free, regulation-free. And it's just it, it, the explosion of multi-trillion dollar companies and, and the, the explosion of communications through the internet and all of these massive, the millions and tens of hundreds of millions of websites. It's like the wild west out there. I love it. <laughs> Why would we want the government to take it over? Well, because the government wants to take it over. You know, Mrs. Thatcher famously said the only thing really wrong with socialism is sooner or later you run out of other people's money. Well, the right. Internet has created a whole pile of money, and the, and the Democrats in particular are looking at places that haven't been taxed before to find revenue to spend on these new programs. So they want to go after the Internet. They want to tax sales on the Internet. They want to tax activity on the Internet. Yeah. They yeah. want to tax um, our pension holdings. <laughs> they want to tax our, our retirement accounts. They want to... Right remove the stepped-up basis for capital gains to give us a double death tax. Yeah. They are hey, by the way, Peter, uh, at some point they have to pay the bill, and they're coming after anybody that's got any kind of pile of money anywhere. Um, and, and didn't they, at one of these bills, Peter, have a, uh, I, I know it was in the draft document, I don't know if it made it in the current version of the bill, a carbon tax, which is an energy tax for everybody. Yeah, they, they, want a, they want a carbon tax, which is a tax on on energy uses, which is which is hitting your house, which is the the lights on in your office, the power to run the factory where they build your electric car. Um, they're even talking about putting devices in our cars in one of these bills. I know. That A, would force you to blow into it before you started the car so it would know you weren't drunk, and then B, would tax the vehicle miles driven. <laughs> So they would know where you go for the purposes wow. of sending you a quarterly bill, because so with funny. all the electric cars they pushed people to own, the gas tax doesn't bring in enough revenue. You know, I, I, this is so frightening to me. I, I'm old enough to remember again when when you had an American Civil Liberties Union, which was on the left, which was trying to, in many cases, protect our civil liberties from big government. I don't even know that that the left believes in civil liberties. They believe in government really having control of your whole life. EJ, did you happen to see the article uh, in the Wall Street Journal editorial page about this crazy woman, I can't remember her name, who is going to be the comptroller uh, at, at the Treasury Department? And she went to Moscow State University, and she wants the government. I, I, we're not making this stuff up, folks. Read the piece in the Wall Street Journal. This woman wants the government to take over the banking and the investing in America. She yeah, won a Lenin. It's, it's scary because her, her bona fides all date back to before the Berlin Wall fell when wow. it wasn't Russia, when it was the Soviet Union. So absolutely, there's certainly cause for alarm. 
unfortunately, we've seen a, a tremendous push in the Democrat Party away from what we would now call moderates like Manchin and Cinema, and towards the extreme socialist <coughs> wing of the party. And, and you can see that in other measures in these bills, yeah. like yep. the expansion of welfare that simultaneously right. removes work requirements. So it, it removes incentives for working, and it instead incentivizes people to be dependent on the government and not work at the same time. So you just did an analysis. I know we're running out of time here. I could spend another couple hours talking with you gentlemen. And thank you again. I know it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon, so I appreciate your taking time out to educate our, our listeners about this. Uh, tell folks about, you know, those latest state unemployment numbers that came out. You know, you've got the kind of blue states that are the more liberal, progressive states. And then you've got the red states, you know, so the blue states are like Connecticut, New Jersey and New York and California, my home state of Illinois. And then you've got these states like, you know, Texas and Florida and Utah and Idaho and Tennessee and South Carolina, the red states that have less government, less taxes. And as you put out this chart last week showing a big divide in the unemployment rate between the blue states and the red states. Absolutely, Steve. So we see roughly a two percentage point difference between the red states and the blue states. So the red states have lower unemployment. It is exclusively red states that have returned to pre-pandemic levels of employment and unemployment. There are no blue states that have returned to those numbers yet. But if you look at it at the data really closely, you find that it actually isn't even about politics. It's about policy. Because if you look at like just the red states, the ones that lock down harder still are taking longer to recover. If you look at the blue states, those that never really lock down as hard, they're recovering more quickly. So at the end of the day, it's about pro-growth and pro-family policies that are wow. helping the labor market in each of these respective states. So real quick, in terms of this bill, if we want to talk about pro-growth and pro-family policies... On small business owners, there is a marriage penalty of up to $130,200 a year in higher taxes. That's on married small business owners. That is absolutely going to destroy the economic engine in this country, especially in the labor market. Yeah, and and marriage is an economic engine. My buddy Larry Kudlow talks about all the time. Marriage is a pro-growth policy. Okay, I got two minutes left, and I want to each ask each of you a departing question. Uh, And I'm going to first start with you, Peter Roth, and you've got 30 seconds. Do you believe we can trust Joe Manchin uh, in terms of, you know, opposing this $3 trillion bill? I think we can trust Joe Manchin to oppose $3.5 trillion, yeah. which is really $10 trillion. I don't know that we can trust Joe Manchin to oppose all of it. He says yeah. he's good for one point five. Uh, the problem when you talk about the number is you're not talking about what the bill does. And I'm more interested in what the bill does. The right vote on okay. all of this. Radicalism is no. Yeah. All right. Uh, Adam. How many members of Congress do you believe will read a 2,500-page bill? (laughs) Well, we've got the Read the Bill petition on our website at openthebill.com. Everybody listening should go to our website, click the petition tab, and sign sign the petition. We've got about 20,000 signatures, and it's already been turned into Senate legislation. Rick Scott out of Florida, he's got a great bill. It would even force an affidavit from every senator swearing that they read the bill, Steve. 
And finally, uh, I wanted to ask Adam one last question. We got 25 seconds left. Remind my listeners again how many jobs and how much lost GDP and economic output if we pass the terrible Biden bill. Steve, we're we're looking at about 5.3 million jobs lost, and we're looking at over three trillion dollars. About three, probably. All right, gentlemen, that is awesome. Thank you so much GDP. for joining us, folks. This is Steve Moore. You've been listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio WBC. Don't forget. Kill the bill. And don't forget, next week we're out at 1 p.m. Have a great weekend. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.